Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. We talk about uh, after the creation, well, uh, what is called the, the elevation to the supernatural order and the original sin. Uh, when 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 God created man, this is the point. No? I mean, He freely chose man and woman. No, I mean the human person to a supernatural end. That is to a participation in the intimate life of uh, the Blessed Trinity, and then. This supernatural end, at the end, uh, the our vocation, let us say, you know, is a complete uh, gratuitous gift, is, is, is grace. Then, although it fits with our nature, because we are image and likeness of God, you know, at the end of the day, uh, is not something that a man can access in a natural way. It's not something that we reach by our own uh, capacity. No? I mean, we need always grace. No? God is the one who allows us to enter. Then, for this reason, man was elevated to this uh, supernatural order, which was a state of a supernatural a sanctity it was a state of sanctity you no know, and and original justice and then this original justice this uh, sanctity you no know, state of sanctity is the participation of the divine life you no know? i mean then together with this sanctifying grace you no know, also uh, at the same time god granted to our first parents other gifts that they are called, no, I mean, a preternatural. And these gifts were called to be transmitted to the, uh, to their descendants, no, to the next generations. No? I mean, they are preternatural because they go beyond our nature. They are gifts, no, I mean, and then they were, first of all, integrity or the perfect submission of our senses to our region, there was a perfect harmony between what we feel, our passions, our emotions, and what we know is the truth. Another preternatural gift was immortality. We don't die. And therefore, immunity from all pain. No, I mean, and at the same time, no, I mean, a perfect knowledge, proportion no, to our own possibilities, no, I mean. Then uh, it was something very fulfilling. And then as long as man remained, you no, know, in this uh, divine intimacy uh, with this, then man should have not suffered. And then there was a kind of dominion, self-mastery, 
natural self-mastery, you know? I mean, there, were, there was no concupiscence because there was a perfect harmony between reason and passions. And then God uh, placed Adam and Eve in the, in the paradise in order to work, to administer the, the creation. This is important because this vocation to have uh, of sanctity, no relationship with God, is not just contemplation, but it's also taking care of creation. Work is something previous to the original sin. So before the original sin, Adam and Eve work without any fatigue, without any getting tired. And then work is from the beginning of humanity. And work is in, in broader terms, no? I mean, is the collaboration of man and woman with God in perfecting the visible creation, in perfecting this world. No? Then uh, this, this harmony in Adam, in Eve, this harmony between Adam and Eve, uh, the first couple of creation, uh, was this original justice. And all this original justice, all this situation of, of holiness, supernatural order, was destroyed uh, by our first parents, parents when they committed the original sin. And now we talk about the original sin. We know the narration of the Genesis in the chapter three. And our first parents were tempted by the devil. They lost confidence in the paternal goodness of God. And they disobeyed the commandment that they had been given, uh, abusing their freedom. So this was the nature of the first sin. And this is the nature of every sin. So the devil tempted Adam and Eve. No, I mean, the temptation comes from, from three sources. No, I mean, the devil, the world, and our concupiscence. But the devil and the other demons are angels who revealed against God because of their own pride. No? And they were cast away from heaven. The devil is the father of lies. We see many times our Lord, or sometimes our Lord referring to Satan as the father of of lies, no, and he always tries to separate us from God by by tricks, no, I mean by lies, deceiving us. No? I mean. And then he tempted Eve, telling her, "You will be like God." This is the famous sentence. No, no, it's not like that because God knows that if you eat of this fruit, you will be like God. Then. As a consequence of the original sin, our first parents uh, began to look at God with fear and distrust. They were hidden. I mean, all these narrations in the Bible, in the book of Genesis, are very graphic. I mean, how they were hidden. I mean, God was asking for them. And they lost, as a consequence of the original sin, the preternatural and supernatural gifts. And and our nature, not only the nature of Adam and Eve as a consequence of this, was 
was wounded, not completely corrupted. It's not that there is no hope with us, but we are corrupted. There is an inclination to sin. And this is something that human beings experience. No, I mean, our intelligence was also affected. And then, therefore, sometimes we are uh, inclined to error, to misunderstand the truth. No, I mean, now, yes, we are able to know the truth, and our intelligence looks for the truth. But many times we make mistakes. We have ignorance, we have error, our will also wants to do what is good, but sometimes also we get deceived by our intelligence and therefore we love what is wrong. And now our senses, does, they, they don't obey our reason. There is this lack of harmony, this is concupiscence. Then uh, obviously at the same time, death enters, death enters history. This is a consequence and pain, no, and suffering, no. I mean, and the the getting tired, no, and working, no, and many other sufferings that were already announced in the in the chapter three, no, after the original sin. Then, uh, obviously, the original sin is an act of faith. Is do we have the evidence that there was a sin committed at the beginning? No. I mean, we believe what the Bible says. No? I mean, and we believe it because this is what happened. But at the same time, uh, well, I, I will say that the, the original sin is evident. It's, it's an act of faith because we need to believe that Adam and Eve committed a sin which is a sin of nature, which affects all the human beings because they are human beings. There is this inclination to sin, this wound in our human nature, which is not completely corrupted, but there is what they call in Latin, no? I mean, uh, inclination or no? proclivity to commit sin. No? I mean, anyway, so uh, it's evident. And when we look around to this present world of ours, we wonder why is there so much evil? Precisely because of our personal sins, which the origin of all this is the original sin. And to deny that there is something wrong in, in our human nature is to deny evidence. So all along the history of philosophers, of philosophy, some philosophers have thought that maybe man is good by nature. And if we are not educated, if we are not, then we will grow up in a very spontaneous way, in a very good way. And, and this is already proved scientifically even that is not true. Then on the other hand, we cannot say that man is, is as Hobbes, no? I mean, the one who defended very much no? the good nature of, of our Humanity is this famous uh, philosopher Jean-Jacques Rousseau, French, no, I mean, in the 18th century, uh, anyway. And then the other one who was precisely the opposite, but at the end of the day, you know, the consequences are more or less the same, was Thomas Hobbes, that he used to say that man is a war for the man, no? homo homini lupus, no, is the famous sentence. And then we need to make up a, a, an agreement, a social contract with Rousseau, no, or Hobbes will say, you know, a social pact 
for us to live together and to defend ourselves from each other. So all, all these, which are just explanations, is just uh, a lack of understanding of what is the human nature, which at the end of the day, yes, we are good, but at the same time, we are wounded. We, are, we have good intentions, but at the same time, we have our weaknesses, and we can deny them. So uh, it's an act of faith, it's a mystery of faith, the original sin. It's a truth of faith that we need to believe, but at the same time, we don't need too many proofs to see. No? You just look at the past century, 20th century, to see how many people have died because of the ambition, the greediness, no? I mean, the ambition of power and vainglory of few people. Hmm? They killed millions of people and they created a lot of problems. No? Anyway, so uh, which are the consequences of the original sin? Then, first of all, uh, we were righteous and afterwards, after the original sin, we became sinners. And then uh, for us to understand the original sin also, it's important to keep in mind something that maybe nowadays we miss a bit. I mean, sometimes we live in a society which is obviously uh, individualistic. Hmm? So that there are many uh, ways, no, I mean, of, of approaching life, but nowadays we see that there is an individualistic way of, of life, no? I mean, which means I think of myself and I don't have anything to do with the others. No? It's, it's a very elegant way of talking about selfishness. Also. Then, you know, this individualism many times justifies precisely that, well, uh, I don't have anything to do with the past. I don't care about the future. Then this creates a lot of problems, and it is the source of, of many problems which in the future have consequences. And it's a lack of responsibility to assume the commitments of the previous generations. No, I mean, then what is at the background of this individualism? There is a lack of understanding of what is humanity. We are social beings, and then humanity is not just a very nice word, no? Pope Francis has insisted a lot on this topic, no? I mean, that we are responsible. We are part of a fabric. We are a threat in a very long fabric of centuries and centuries of persons. No? So our humanity, we are part of humanity and we make an impact in the life of the others, for good or for wrong. And we can't ignore this social dimension of our human nature. But social, not in the sense of relationship, but social also in sense of, of being part of, being part of this fabric, this uh, humanity. And therefore, many things of the past affect us. Many things that we do today will affect the future. So there is therefore a unity of the human race. And all men are implicated in, in the sin of Adam and Eve, in the original sin. And therefore, all men are implicated in the salvation of Jesus Christ. 
the same God who creates is the same God who saves. The redemption and the creation, the author is the same God. So uh, we know that Adam and Eve, no, by revelation, we know it by revelation, they have this special state of holiness, no, I mean, the supernatural, preternatural gifts, sorry, and that they committed the original sin. And this sin is transmitted to all, to all the descendants of Adam and Eve. There are only two persons who have not inherited, not contracted the original sin. Obviously, Jesus Christ and the mother of Jesus, our lady, the without original sin. So it's called original, original because it's the origin, it's the beginning, an analogical way, in an analogical, analogical sense. I mean, it's a sin which is contracted, not committed. All the sins are personal, but this sin is in an analogical way, no? I mean, it's, it's contracted, it's a state, a state of sin, not an act of sin is the original sin. We are born in sin because we are descendants of Adam and Eve. Sometimes, you know, people wonder, but if I were there in the situation of Eve, I would have not committed the original sin. This is a very naive way, most likely all of us. But this is why, you know, look at your life and you will realize that precisely because we have original sin, we have this inclination to sin, and we need to struggle. Don't be naive. Precisely the presumption of thinking that you are better than if is already a sin. <laughs> so in a way or in another, no matter whatever we think, trying to escape, trying to see that we don't have anything to do, at the end of the day, we are part of this humanity. And therefore, we need to struggle, and we need to accept our situation. We are in a fallen situation. And then sin is a personal. Our original sin is my, my sin. No, I mean, and then it's not that I, I wanted to be born as man. It's not that I wanted to be born with this original sin, but is that God has granted me this human nature, this existence of life. And then in spite of all this, well, God has created us. This is why at the beginning of the, already no, in the book of Genesis, right after the commission of the original sin, no, in the same chapter, God promised a redeemer. God has not abandoned humanity. We were not abandoned by God, but we have received the promise of victory over evil and of a redeeming messiah who would raise us from all our faults. So then there will be always this question, which is a very old question, and the parents, the parents, the fathers of the church already wondered. I mean, but why did God not prevent the first man from sinning? 
you know, this question that many people ask themselves, you know, I mean, by what has God given us the capacity of going against him? Why has God given us this capacity of committing sin, going against him, destroying ourselves? Why? And then uh, St. Thomas Aquinas uh, was, was then human nature being raised up to something greater, even after sin. God permits evil in order to draw forth some greater good. This is why St. Paul says, where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. And the exalted sings, no? this preconium pascale that we heard four weeks ago, no? I mean, one month ago, oh, happy fault, oh, Felix culpa, as they say in Latin, no? which gained for us so great a redeemer. You know, uh, I mean, there are, there are many things to answer with this question, no? but I will say, first of all, as St. Thomas says, no? I mean, uh, God, when he creates, keep it in mind, everything is good. And God saw that it was good. In the same way that there is a, a goodness, which is in the things themselves, in itself. No? I mean, the creation is good because it has come out from God's hands. But at the same time, there is also a historical goodness. This is the one of the creation is what we could say, you know, the ontological goodness, because the things are, they are good. But at the same time, there is a, a providence which governs the world, the history, and therefore there is a historical goodness in a mysterious way that we don't understand. God allows evil to get greater goods. And this is something which is a mystery. But, you know, this, this is the second point, you know, I mean, that why has God given us the capacity, you no? Know, I mean, of sinning, committing sin, you know? I mean, because we are free. And this is the mystery of our freedom, what St. Paul says, the mysterium iniquitatis. You know? I mean, but uh, the, the wrong use of freedom, but this is something that we need to pray to assimilate because the dimension of this is, is huge, you know? But the fact is that the only way of loving, loving God, is with freedom. The only way of saying yes to God is with freedom. And if we want to say yes to God means that I have also the capacity of saying no. When we know what is good and we choose it is because we have the alternative. But I don't want to have an alternative. Then you cannot love. The animals, they don't have alternative. They follow their instincts. We don't follow instincts, we follow reason truth and the truth will make us free but for you to follow the truth you need to love the truth and this entails an option therefore uh, when god created adam and eve he gave them the freedom to say yes or to say no this is why the disobedience so even though we use our freedom wrongly god has not abandoned us. And therefore he has sent his redeemer, God loved the world so much that he sent his only begotten son. 
the redemption is not a liberation from from human chains from all this i don't know if you have watched this movie i mean this series no about the chosen no i mean and in the first season in one of the last chapters maybe the chapter seven no i mean in this conversation between our lord no jesus christ and nicodemus no in the, in the movie no the wife no call call him nico so in this conversation between jesus and nicodemus uh, nicodemus is asking him i mean and what are you going to do now what are you what are you going to do here on earth and our lord tells him i, I have come to establish a kingdom and then nicodemus interprets kingdom in these human terms no i mean rejecting the romans no i mean and jesus tells him no my kingdom is not of this world it's a kingdom uh, of liberation of sin it's a kingdom that nobody will see but it's here and it's in the heart of man this is the point the liberation of jesus christ the liberation that god has got for us is not a liberation from earthly issues but it's a liberation for us to reach this original state with which we were created. This is what affects completely our human nature, body and soul in what we are. And then does it mean that we will not have freedom once we reach this supernatural state, this glorious body? No, is that then our freedom will be perfect. So all this after the redemption of Jesus Christ, which was already promised at the beginning, no? I mean, in what they call the Proto-Evangelium, the first evangel, the first announcement of salvation. Then there is, with Jesus Christ, with the redemption of the human nature, there is a new recreation, there is a new creation. I make new all things. I renew all things. No? The whole creation is longing for the manifestation of the children of God. St. Paul was very aware of this renewal at the completion, at the fulfillment of our redemption no? at the end of time with the resurrection of the bodies. The whole creation, everything will be renewed, will come back to the original state. No? There are many references, the book of Isaiah, no? where it explains that there is a mountain where all the animals live in harmony. No? The baby will put the the hand no, in the in the cave or whatever in the hole no of the snake no and it will not be bitten no I mean there are the bear with the lion no I mean all these these are images graphic images for us to see that the old harmony will be restored hmm? then as a consequence of the redemption we get this divine filiation we are children of God. And as a consequence of it, we have sanctifying grace. We live in a state of grace. We have supernatural life. So, and then God acts in our soul, giving us these supernatural virtues, infusing these supernatural virtues of faith, hope, charity, which inform the rest of our human nature. And then if we are faithful, the Holy Spirit grants us his gifts, the seven gifts of wisdom, understanding, no counsel, fortitude, no, I mean, understanding of piety. Anyway, the seven 
Then God also gives us actual graces, which are impulses, concrete and specific impulses granted by God for us to move and to act in the right way. So when we say that God has not abandoned us, means that he has given us also the means for us to join the sacrifice of the cross, the events of our redemption, and to get all the graces for us to live accordingly to this supernatural life, to this supernatural order. But we need to use our freedom. We need to correspond. This is why there is always a struggle. We will see in another chapter, no? I mean, that there is always a, a very straight relationship between grace and freedom, between grace and our personal correspondence. Grace for us to overcome sin, but it's not just to avoid sin, it's to follow Jesus, is to live the supernatural life. No? I mean, and then as a consequence of this supernatural dimension, and we become children of God, which means that we enter this supernatural, this divine life. No? First of all, uh, we give we praise God, we adore God, adoration, thanksgiving, prayer, no? Then we recognize the majesty of God. You know, in, in all the retreats, San Jose Maria, following the tradition of, of many other saints, no? I mean, in the long retreat, San Jose Maria wanted to consider at the beginning of the retreat that we have been created. And then this is a recognition of the sovereignty, the majesty of God, no? his almighty power, but at the same time, this is an acceptance of what God wants us to be, and therefore it's a huge act of humility, which is the acceptance of what we are, the acceptance of our situation, of our being, and our history. And then uh, in the natural and in the supernatural order, and then we recognize our weaknesses, our sins, because we are sinners. And at the same time, we recognize our greatness because we have been redeemed and we are children of God. And we realize that we need to struggle and we need to begin and to begin again and to follow the truth. The truth will make you free, as we were saying before. Therefore, we trust God. We don't rely on our strength. There is security, there is confidence in God. No, we trust him and at the same time, we don't trust ourselves. Then, in spite of everything, God, with our own sins, is able to get a lot of goodness if we repent the humility, God's mercy. This is why the consideration of our divine filiation is a very important consequence of, of this uh, recovery of the human nature through the redemption of our Lord. In fact, is, is a very important consequence, one of the most important consequences, which has many other consequences at the same time. You know I mean? But then we will talk about divine filiation. But we need to pray, we need to consider frequently our divine filiation. Then, well, I don't know if there is any question, let me check if there is any question. If man had knowledge and had harmony, why was the devil able to deceive man? Precisely because of our freedom. And then, you know, uh, I, I read uh, this book. I mean, these are personal revelations of this uh, 
Catherine Emmerich, ¿no? Saint Catherine and Catherine Emmerich. <coughs> Sorry, she's the one who wrote about the the passion of our Lord, ¿no? But she has plenty, and then she has also some visions, ¿no? Regarding the creation, and then she explains that uh, she saw. I mean, this is a personal revelation. This is not, but you know, she saw a. Uh, a very nice, like if it would be a kind of lizard, no, or gecko, no, something like a pet, no, that if was always with it, no, I mean, and she was bringing everywhere, no, and then this gecko or whatever, no, was talking to her, no, and they were always chiki, 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 chatting, 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 no, and then uh, till one day, okay, then this gecko or whatever it is, no, I imagine like that, I mean, I don't know, it was the devil. This guy is as a serpent, no? The Bible says a serpent. No? But then uh, it's true. Uh, he confused Eve. Hmm? This is why, you know, our sins is by deceive, confusion. But the devil sinned because of sheer pride. So he wanted to be like God. And then he deceived Eve telling her, no, God has told you this because he knows that if you don't, you eat of this, you will be like God. This is a lie. And then this is the deceit. The devil is a perfect angel. No, I mean, it's a perfect uh, intelligence. No? I mean, he knows. No? And then there is a deception. So uh, if, if this is the, the misuse of our freedom. No? I mean, then, then this is the same question as I was saying before. No, why has God given us well? Because if Eve was able to commit a sin and she was deceived by the devil, then uh, this is why we are here. No, I mean, we have committed the original sin. I mean, this is then uh, obviously when when we do what is wrong. There is always a lie, even if we think that this is good for us, because it's not. And we feel, yeah, we, we are deceived, we are cheated. No? I mean, this is the mystery of iniquity, no? which is the mystery of our freedom. No? Why? But as I was saying, you know, God is able to get a lot of goodness in spite of all our evil, from all the evil we have committed, from the misuse of our freedom. Maybe we will not understand here, but we will see in the future. Well, as there is no more questions, please uh, let us finish and let us pray a Hail Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are the amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.